Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Cheers, tomatoes, and welcome to another Happy Hour podcast. I want to take a minute to thank all of you listening and letting us know how much you enjoy our guests. Thank you. And we are bringing you a fabulous guest today. Her name is Karen Ballou, and she is the founder of Immunicology, which is an amazing skincare line. I've read and heard so much about it, and I will be placing my order immediately after talking to Karen and finding out what I need. So listen in to her as we delve into her story and how she created this all-natural and very luxurious skincare line. So welcome, Karen. Well, hello, everyone, and (laughs) hello, Kim, and thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here and to share more about myself and immunology and uh, tell your audience more about the beauty industry as a as I have grown up in the industry. Yeah, you know, I think that's interesting. I, for one, being <clears throat> over 60, am always looking for ways to, um, let's say, defy gravity. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I like that. <laughs> and I try to embrace my wrinkles and age spots, but it's kind of tricky. So I'm always looking for something natural and healing and anti-inflammatory and all those things. But before we get into actually what your products are and the ingredients, I would love everybody, because I think it's important for people to know how how we got to where we are and followed a passion or it's just so interesting how life takes you in certain ways. So tell me, have you always been interested in beauty products? Well, you know, since this is such a great question, because when, when people sort of say, what, what was that time that you knew that you wanted to be in it or you wanted to do something in it? And it's, and it's so interesting. Some people, you know, it's a life career change and other people, you know, like myself, it's been part of my life since I was probably about 10 years old when my mother bought me my first little kit to mix perfumes and make my own perfumes. I, I don't think they would do that today because I'd be afraid kids would drink the <laughs> right? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> but I made these really great perfumes at 10 years old because I love cooking and I loved ironing and I love doing all those things. So I was that domestic little girl wanting to dry the dishes. Mom, can I help you? Oh, <laughs> so, so she got me that kid. And, and, and the funny part about this is that your, your childhood sort of comes back into what you really do in your life. I think that happens to a lot of us, you know, or we put off what we really have passion for until later on in life. And for me, I kind of got into this whole role because my grandmother used to take me, I'm from Boston area, my grandmother used to take me on a Saturday to see if any of you remember this out there, uh, Haley Mill movies. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Haley Mill. She, she right? did that the first like uh, cousin one, right? Where there were yeah, cousins yeah. and she played herself. 
I mean, she, yeah. there were two of them, like a parent trap kind of, oh, I loved those. Oh my goodness. Was, well, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I think some of our, our friends out there, the three tomatoes know that. And yeah. also she used to take me to the Shirley Temple movie. So, oh. so all that being said, I, she would also take me to the cosmetic counter. And so I got to know a little bit about how that cosmetic counter worked while I listened to my grandmother talk to all the beauty advisors, telling them what she should use. So, of course, when we got home, she had all these beautiful cosmetics and she had this oil that was a lemon oil that she used around her eyes. So I thought, well, maybe I should get some of that lemon oil too. (laughs) And you were, what, 10, 12 years old? Exactly. And I thought, oh, okay. So by the time I was 13, I was using this lemon oil around my eyes. If you can just imagine, I had no idea what I was doing at that time, right? But it was so, I was so fascinated by this. And so when I, you know, started to think about my career and graduate from high school, I thought, oh, I really want to go into doing this. So I thought maybe I might even go into being a dermatologist or maybe even go in and do something in the medical field that would be sort of in that particular area. But my life took a different path. And you said that starting uh, this, this uh, cast podcast. And, and, and one of the things that happened is, is that my career changed. I decided I want to not only do this, but I want to know more about business. So business really kind of came to the forefront of my mind. So I went to school for business to understand business. And from that, it took me into, I really want to work for a cosmetic company, but to do that, I know no one in Boston in the cosmetic company and the cosmetic world, they're all in New York. But I had to have this one opportunity when I was in college that my, one of my professors had taken us, a group of us girls in one of the classes that we had. And I raised my hand really quickly. want to go to New York and we're going to go visit Estee Lauder's offices. <gasps> Oh my goodness, that's a treat for anyone. Right? <laughs> so you know who rose, raised their hand first was me. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> okay, I've been putting lemon oil. I want to see if this is something that works. And <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I had the good fortune in college to go into New York. And that's where I sit today is in New York on Park Avenue. And so I got to have this, I had this really great fortune to go to her office and to Estee Lauder's personal office, her corner office, her beautiful marble desks, her beautiful glass bathroom, and, you know, and the beautiful rug and the furniture. And I looked at this and I said, I think I was about 18, 19. And I said, I want to be doing this one day. And I think in the back of my mind, I thought, but how do I get there? So life sort of took that path. And you always say, okay, you're going to, you go this way at the left, or you take this road to the right. And the road that I took was to go work for Elizabeth Arden Cosmetics. Oh, the red door. Oh my goodness. Oh, red door. So I I was the youngest, youngest they ever hired at the red door at at Elizabeth Arden um, for the brand. And I could not believe it that I got this job. And the only way I knew this is that a boyfriend of mine's best friend's mother worked at Elizabeth Arden. <laughs> is that funny? Oh, my gosh. So wait, is this is like, in, in college or like this after, after I graduated? After college. And well, I, I, think, uh, I think what I'm hearing is that you're, you, you had a focus and a passion and you followed it and you said yes to every opportunity that presented itself. I mean, I you, you had, I think what happens is if people don't have a focus and they're, they're distracted, 
you know, they, they don't, they aren't able to say yes to those opportunities, but you had this passion, correct? And you followed it. Yeah. Okay. So you got into Elizabeth Arden Red Door and younger tomatoes are not going to know about this, but those of us over a certain age certainly (laughs) are familiar. (laughs) Yes. Well, Red Door was actually, you know, she had a place called Main Chance, right? Which was one of a spa that she had. And that was one of the first destination spas that was in the country. There's Canyon Ranch as well as, as many might know out there uh, as of, you know, when it first came out and of course has grown at this point. So one of the reasons that this, this is where life, things happen for a reason, right? We, we say sometimes, why, why is this happening? But everything has its purpose. And we almost have to think a little bit more about, it may not be what we want, but there's a purpose for this. And what, what do we get out of this? Right. And what, what does this mean? And And so when I met this, when I had this boyfriend whose mother was there, I had looked at all the companies at that time. We had very, to what we have today, very few cosmetic companies out there. And one of the things that this did is I realized, and and I didn't say because she worked there, I have to have that job. But Elizabeth Arden was about, in the pioneer about skin problems. She had skin problems. Like Georgette Klinger was an esthetician here in New York. Right. I remember her too. Yeah. And she had, she had a facial, but she was an esthetician and she, she had her, she got her, um, I'm going to say license as a cosmetologist, but she came from, she was not American and she came into this country and she started doing facials, but we didn't have many places around the country to do this. But Elizabeth Arden had this red door salon where you would go and you would have be pampered for the day. And I realized that she was about skin and about taking care of the skin. So rather than working for Revlon or working for um, Estee Lauder, where they did a lot of fragrances at the time and just getting into skincare, Elizabeth Arden to me was... Uh, uh, the I want to say the maybe my hero to a point because she had acne and she and and I knew that you couldn't just be um, you want to take that clean canvas before you put makeup on right you want to you want to get that perfection of that canvas to be the right canvas and stretch it right and make it right and do all these things to it and make sure you start that picture with the clean yeah. canvas well okay and wait so, I'm gonna interrupt and ask a quick question how was yeah. your skin as a teenager. Did you suffer from acne or did you, were you, you know, did you have normal skin? That's a great question. I did not have any acne and, you know, you get that little blemish every now and then and you go like, oh, do I get Clarisil? Yeah, I was the (laughs) same way. I mean, I used Noxzema to clean my face just because my friends were, but I had no, no acne, nothing. I was so fortunate, but that I was just curious if you did, because you were very um, in tune, obviously with your face and the fact that you knew you needed to have a clean palette, uh, a clean canvas as it were. Yeah, well, I love that. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just was curious. So I wanted, yeah. I thought maybe our readers, I mean, our listeners might be as well. So, all right, continue your story about Elizabeth Arden, sorry, and yeah. her um, care yeah, well, of the this, skin. Yeah. yeah, well, this is sort of where, you know, knowing that people had these issues of skin problems, and I didn't. And and again, having watched this from being young and the cosmetic counter, and, and I realized that there was something missing in our, our sort of world that we've got this great destination spa out there and a lot of people can't go to it because they can't afford it 
Right. People want to go have, they want to do something with their skin. Women, you know, of course, at this point who were older, because even my, in my generation, they, they were sort of, in, when I was that age at, at behind a counter at Elizabeth Arden, it, it was almost like, I'm just going to have a moisturizer. I, I'm just going to have something, but, you know, to put my makeup on. But they weren't thinking about the depth of what we think about today about anti-aging. It right. just was, it wasn't even a word. Right. People just said, I need a moisturizer so my skin doesn't feel dry. So right. it, was really, it was just like a total different world. And I saw this as a, you know, in the business world, you, you use the word white space. Right. And having the business, you know, behind me, I'm thinking, what's missing in this cosmetic industry now that I'm now working for a company and how can I help them and how can I help? serve women out there be the best they can be and that was what I really really wanted to do since I decided not to become a dermatologist and um, maybe that's a story for another day but (laughs) (laughs) but um, uh, but but because of that I realized that one I had a a mentor who was Elizabeth Arden she wasn't alive at the time she had died a few years before that and she but she was a mentor for me because I saw what she was I saw what she was trying to say and what she was trying to do. And I wanted that message to be out there. I wanted to help get that message out there. Mm-hmm. But but interestingly enough, I got someone heard that I was very good at what I was doing. And a company came along and wooed me away from Elizabeth Arden. Is that amazing? So it was a company that that is called Redken. And we all, we oh, all yeah. know that the hair care company, right? Right. Well, well, back then they started a skincare division and this person who heard about me at Elizabeth Arden came and asked me and recruited me to come over there and help them with their, their, cause they work with hair salons and they wanted to help hair salons get more involved with skincare because of course that makes sense, beauty. And right. so I thought, whoa, this is an opportunity because one thing I did, and you know, it, it's interesting because you take that circle of life and we're going to tie that back into something. So remember that word circle of life. Right. And I had made a little pie chart and I said, what do I want to do in my life? You know, within my career and in my personal life. And I made a chart and in that chart was a circle and it was a pie. And I put in a, those slices of the pie, the things that I would like to see and the focuses that I would like to have and achieve. And so interestingly enough, one of the things was to be in the professional side of the industry. So when this came along, I had a really hard decision to make to go do I stay with Elizabeth Arden and continue in this? Or do I go over here to the professional side and be able to really learn about, now I know about the retail side, but let me learn more about the professional side. Well, guess what I did? You went professional. (laughs) I did. I did. I did. It was really interesting. Well, I think what happened, you made um, the first vision board. You know, you vision boarded in a more business-like way your future. And I think that's really important that you took stock of what you needed and what you wanted. So when you went to Redken, were you actually, tell me briefly, I mean, oh my gosh, there's so much, I so many questions I have, but tell us what, what were you doing? You know, like, were you developing? Because you develop your own products now, but what, you know, were you starting to do that or were you helping them with the business side of it only? Well, you know, I'm a very good multitasker. So 
they would bring me into California where the head offices were. I would work with marketing because I was very close to you know, what was going out into the marketplace. I actually uh, worked with them in the Northeast. So I would travel from Rhode Island all the way up to um, Maine, New York, uh, the only area. So I kind of had a territory, but then I also wore another hat where I'd go out to California with the, the home office and we would work on marketing, you know, marketing of, you know, new products that were going to be coming out and how do we want these to feel and what do we want them to look like? And, and it was really, it, it was such a, like, I was so happy. I was in a place of happy, right? A happy place because I'm like, wow, I'm now in California and I am now working with the company and I'm working with people in spa or salons because we didn't have spas at that time. Right. And now I'm in California actually make, helping make decisions on products that are going to go into the marketplace. And it was like this dream just came true. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this vision. And, and, and so it was like, that was a wow factor for me to say, and what a lesson and what, what amazing people I got to meet. And so I actually take, took that opportunity. And one day it's so, so interesting because I looked at my pie one day to say, okay, where, where am I going? Where's my focus now? Because I can either get very stuck here or I can grow. And sure enough, I got another thing in my, you know, when you put things out there, they happen. You have to put things out there, right? To the universe. Yeah. And you know what, to people listening, that's so important because we're always searching for what's next and what, what we want to do in the future. And I know for one, I mean, I have a lot of interests, but I don't, I'm so unfocused. And I think that what you have done is really proven. You put it out in the universe and you focus on what you want. Yes, yes. And then, and I share that with everyone, you know, the audience, because to me, I think sometimes we don't get that focus. And I share with people when I talk all around the country, I say to, you know, women of all ages, you know, first thing about a career is put that pie together and what is it you want to get? Where do you want to go and put that circle, that pie together, and you'll find out those little pieces you'll achieve, right? Right. Um, And and when anyone who has followed that path that I've shared, they have achieved and it's, they come back and they like, wow, it really works. You know, (laughs) I I love it when that happens. All right. So people people listening, put your pie together. Make your pie. Exactly. Make your pie. My husband always says, you always relate your work food. to like food. Women <laughs> <laughs> can relate to that. Exactly. Exactly. Heard about what I was doing at Redken and the efforts that I was doing, and they came to me and said um, they were a small company out of Boston, and they asked me, and, and, and it's a nondescript company. It was a company that was building, um, was more in the facial area of of taking um, facial equipment like steamers and things like that, but they wanted to build a skincare division for their spa business. And so they had reached out to me and said, look, you know, we think you would be a perfect fit to help help us grow our business and put together this, this spa business for us. So I took this small little entrepreneurial company in Boston and made it into a $6 million company. So they started just, you know, money in their pocket, put it in made this company start to happen. And I created this $6 million company way back. And I was just, wow. I was like, I can't believe I've done this. And that $6 billion today, that would be a, probably about a you know $50 million company today yeah. if you sort of did your 
your uh, evaluation on that. So, um, but anyhow, it was interesting because that piece was really important for me in my pie. But what was even more is that led me to opening up a skincare school. <gasps> oh, wow. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you didn't see that one coming. I no, I really didn't. <laughs> I love that. No, I didn't know that. Okay. So, okay. So, so I, I be, so I became an esthetician. Right. And through that, that led me to opening up a school. So I became, and I opened the school in Atlanta, Georgia, and I became the number eight esthetician teacher in the state of Georgia. And that was fascinating because we only had two states. This is in the early eighties. Um, uh, late 70s, early 80s, it's actually early 80s, um, that we only had two states in this country that were licensed for estheticians. Oh Every my gosh, who knew this stuff? I, yeah. I mean, we just assume that everybody, because we love our facials, that, you know, they've been around forever, but I don't remember getting them when I was young, so I guess not. Around. They weren't around. I mean, you had to go to New York City um, to get your red door, you know, facial, right. and, you know, maybe Georgette Klinger. Um, LA had a few places, but they had these little, you know, little cubby holes here and there, but there were no licensing for it. So uh, a lot of things were kind of going on there. So anyway, I got involved with the licensing and helped the states with the education. So I became a subject matter expert on education, wrote educational curriculum and started Aesthetic America for the National Cosmetology Association, mm. which then led us to where I was very focused while I had my school to get these estheticians to go to school. They have to have jobs, right? right? Well, they can't just go out there. And hair salons didn't really know how to work with skin. They only had three weeks in their educational course to know about makeup and skin. So they really were about hair cutting, not about and styling hair, but not about skin. So you set up this room and you got to teach them how to, you got to, you have to teach people how to do this. So that was my mission. But in my school, I would have doctors uh, from Emory University come over and teach diseases and disorder of the skin. Also plastic surgeons come over and talk about skin and what happens with skin and the repair of skin. And this is when we did not have any real medical spa brands out there or medi spa brands or doctor brands. Can you imagine that? No. In the early eighties, we had no medical brands and Dr. Zismore from New York was one of the key doctors out there and he had you know some of his solutions but they were his solutions and you know they doc, dermatologists at that time had solutions but they would recommend dermatologists really would recommend products like you know oh go to the cosmetic counter use Neutrogena oh go to um, you know, go over and get um, Clinique or you know those are the things that they recommend it because well we're doctors is we don't recommend, we don't do products. And so anyhow, life changed because I would go to the American Academy of Dermatology sessions and I would talk with these doctors and I had a few people that, you know, were part of this with me, but I would talk to these doctors and say, you've got to take the, the esthetician is that dental hygienist to you. And that's what you need to have is that esthetician, just like the dentist has the, the dental hygienist. And they were like, Whoa, interesting. And over time, you know, you say something once and you say it twice, and <laughs> right? You have to repeat yeah. it two times. Three times and, and then they get it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So at this point, it was like you got to hear you got to see doctors getting it. And they started to say, Hey, I'll hire you. And one of the first medi spas, or I should say doctors, who took in a 
this whole approach was a Dr. Griffin out of actually out of um, Atlanta, strangely enough. But that's because it was very kind of conversation was going a lot sooner than these other doctors. So anyhow, we ended up through this effort, actually getting the doctors to get and understand that it is so important to have these estheticians and, and the world of Medispas, we came up with the name Medispas, okay? Yeah. And so the world of having brands that had, um, a, there was a product out there, an ingredient out there that if you ever put out there and use the word acid, everybody said, oh, the consumers would never use, never use anything called acid because it'd be too afraid, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so a new life was born when, when, when um, glycolic and lactic acid was put together with a brand that Dr. Abaji put together. So fast forwarding, I put together a skincare brand with 70 products and out of that was one of the products and it was actually a company that had called me while I actually had um, my school. I then went on in wrote educational curriculum. And so I got this call because I sold my school and moved to Chicago and opened up a spa. Oh. Hey. <laughs> you have done it all oh I my know. goodness so at your spa because we are we have to we don't have a ton of time but i want to make sure so you opened up a spa and what products did you use your own is yeah, that when you first created it i created did i created a brand that was had 70 products in it and those became other products and i worked for a company who i did it for so i did a, a lot of trial in my own spa but that's really where I, you know, not only working for Red Kid before and Elizabeth Arden, but this is sort of to sort of fast forward that because I had been started to develop products and I was in Chicago, I moved back east. And I, when I moved back east, I moved to Connecticut, but I had developed these 70 products for a company. Those 70 products had an ingredient called salicylic mm -hmm. acid, and that is used in things like proactive and I was the one who actually brought salicylic to the market. Um, I also brought serums to the market through my innovation of working with skin and working and knowing now that we need to correct the skin by what we put on the skin and how effective can these ingredients be. So behind the scenes where no one knew, how did this all come together? I was behind the scenes making things like serums happen and getting companies to use serums because once you clean the skin, you have to have that product that's going to be most reactive to your skin to get results. And so basically when I came back from being in Chicago, sold my spa and my family and I have four children and we moved back East, I then, oh, I guess it was um, 12 years ago, I had the great opportunity to look at an ingredient called French green clay and it was turned into an infused water. Well, Two years after that, I got to F as I was working with this green clay and getting to know more about it and research and the phenomenal aspect of this green clay from France, how it detoxes, it hydrates, it does things to firm the skin all naturally through this green clay. But then I got diagnosed with, with Hodgkin's 11 yeah, years. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll throw a, a wrench yeah. into things, won't it? <laughs> it, it did. I go, how did this happen? So I, you know, quickly at that point decided, you know, I need to get healthy. I need to be with, you know, I need to sort of step back. So I did. And through that time, I realized that I'd been using the French green clay and my skin never got sort of that yellow that does happen through cancer. cancer right. Yeah. And so when I was given that check of 
you're in remission. I said, now I feel like I could, I'm empowered to go back into the business and really work and help women and put my name behind a brand because everything else is always for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time I could actually take all those things that I did for everyone else. And I could then go out there and I could put something together that's going to help your skin and all of our listeners and know that what you're putting on your skin is going to be good for what, what goes into your body because the skin is the largest organ of the body. Yeah. yeah. And so through that, I knew that if I could take this French green clay infused water and put it into products and have great plant-based ingredients, what I'm doing is I'm bringing this actual like drink to the skin drink to the body. And then at the same time, they take, it takes down inflammation. And so it automatically becomes an anti-aging product, which is phenomenal. And so you're getting this whole aspect of firming because this combination of ingredients that I have and the ingredients that I, that I have in the product, not only is it clay from France, but we infuse it with water. We centrifuge it and we have the 12 essential minerals that when we use the product that the skin absorbs. And then you have these plant-based ingredients that I get from, from Africa, the rainforest, and I get them from India. So a little Ayurvedic is in there. You've got a little bit also of the natural healthy rainforest going in there. And so you've got also this incredible oil that's in the product, which gives our uh, face serum, which is an uh, an oil. And we all love oils on our skin today. We never loved it before, but I know I love love it. it, Right. Yeah. And so I just want to say, because our tomatoes listeners love the fact when people give back. And I did read somewhere that uh, you are also help uh, where you get your ingredients you get back to yes. the locations where some of the ingredients are sourced. And that's really important. I think it's important, especially in this day and age, that people know that. So I just yeah. wanted to say that. That's a yeah, good thing. You know, it is a good thing because one of the things that I really felt, these are components that I want to make sure that the brand can offer. And one of them is, of course, first is, is this good for us as, as a whole person, right? Um, are they clean ingredients? And so getting these ingredients from, um, let me say, from, Africa. So we work in uh, Burkina Faso, we work in Senegal, and we actually, I work with a botanist from France, and he and he and uh, our chemist together, it's like this love fest when we get together because we work with these ingredients and we know how they're going to work for the skin and then work for the body. But what mm. we, what's really, really passionate for me is that we actually have a facility in those areas and what they do, these women who work with us, they then are able to, you know, make money from what we have now put together yeah. with the community there and give back to the community, give back to those women so they can have scholarships for for education, for food, for for their books, for their back, you know, to really bring their children into a better life. And so to be a part of that and for my botanist who set this all up went there. He, um, you know, it's just an amazing, amazing time. And this is actually, I have to say, we did this before it seemed, I mean, Tom's was doing their thing, you know, and and you had, you know, things like that going on, but, but not really in the skincare world. We didn't really have this kind of sustainability. People were not really thinking and consciously, but when I started doing this, it was really about how do I have 
clean ingredients? How do I make sure that we're giving back into communities where we're getting these ingredients from? So many of these things that we get in products, we are getting from, we're getting from these places, but not everybody has that same direct contact like I do right. and how I do with my botanist. So, so ultimately these products that I've put together, the immunocology brand means the study of the skin's immune system, right? And right. everything we Everything we do today, you know, Kim, everything we do, you know this, we exercise for our immune system, we eat for our immune system, you know, uh, we watch out with our foods, we eat the greens, you know, to make sure that we're, we're boosting up our immune system. So everything we do, but the one area that we haven't thought about is what are we using our, on our skin to boost our skin and help our skin help our body in its immune system. Yeah, right? and I love that. And you know, you have re I have read a lot now about how sunscreen, some of the chemicals in sunscreens, because we're putting them in lathering on our bodies, is absorbing into our system, and that's not always good. No. So I think everybody's becoming a little bit more aware of what, oh, hopefully, women are put, and I know that you also, uh, your products are also designed for men, uh, yes. what we put on our body. So we, we need to sort of start wrapping up, but in terms of your uh, products, you uh, have sourced these organic and they're very luxurious as well, I know. Yes. What, would, what do you think, I know that they're complementary to all go together, but what would be like the most important thing, and I think I know the answer to this because I didn't always do it, um, <laughs> that you need to remember to put on your skin, I think you mentioned it already, uh, which I, I you know, we used to just wash our face and put sunscreen on it. I mean, not, um, yeah. and lotion, but yeah. there's the, the serum, right? Isn't that yes. something very important? It is. And, you know, I, I have developed this in a way that keeps it simple. You know, I only have, I only have 13 products who, you know, in, in ways, you know, you cleanse, you want to mist your skin to get the clay water on your skin so you hydrate and firm and you use a moisturizer, you know, either the oil or you use the moisturizer. Great, simple process. You know, I have things to push the skin like the exfoliator, which is actually a glycolic and lactic, which helps uh -huh. to melt away the dead, dead skin cells. But keep it simple. You know, when you're when you're looking to get in and change the skin, though, one thing is the serums are so very important. But how you're cleansing the skin is really important. So, like, for example, my clay mask, it's a three-in-one. You can cleanse the skin. You can mask the skin. And the reason I say cleanse is it has little bits of the, the uh, grain in there from the mm -hmm. clay and so it acts as its own exfoliator at the same time it cleanses the skin hydrates the skin and refreshes and gives that skin such a beautiful glow so and so that's a do great you do that every day do you do that morning and night or just night because I always feel like my face is clean in the morning when I wake up but are you supposed yeah. to do that twice no it's great you know nighttime you're getting all of those free radicals and all of that you know, I say dirt and debris that you've collected all day. So it's a really important thing to clean your skin at night. In the morning, it's great to rinse and, you know, get off. You can use a little bit of your cleanser to do that if you feel better, if you feel like you've, you know, accumulated. Of course, you know, when you're sleeping, you do, you know, turn over the dead skin cells, which is why I put together this oxygen treatment mask that you sleep in so oh. that you're actually having a treatment while you sleep. And then when you wake up, you rinse that off and you've rinsed away all those dead skin cells that you have just melted away while you've been sleeping. 
Is that does amazing? It get on your, does it get on your pillow? I no, mean, it's it's clear. <laughs> it, it goes on as it goes on very thin layer, and it doesn't go on your pillow, which is great because it's basically clear when it goes on. So I no. I'm asking all these personally so that I know what I'm supposed to order because yes. I'm going to come this call with you and you know place my order because I'm out of a serum and I want my skin to look like yours because I've seen your oh. picture and you look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, yes, I, you know, one product that's, I think, just as I know we're wrapping up here, but one yeah. product I don't want to forget about um, is our Super 7. Our Super 7 is about the seven signs of aging, but I also call it, you know, what, what do people like to do today? They like to go and get Botox, right? Um, and maybe get some injectables, which is, all, you know, what people do is, you know, really their choice. But for someone who wants something in between all of that, or someone who wants to firm and tighten and repair the skin. Um, I sort of use it as that kind of complementary product um, or use it as a substitute for that because Super 7, it does okay. firm and it has an amazing way of repairing the skin. So it's my strong of all of the products for what I would categorize as my anti-aging, but it repairs the skin. So Super 7 is an amazing product, but keep it simple. Cleansing is always important masking or using my my cleanser vital clay mask as a cleanser you know use it as a cleanser or use it as a mask and you can use that at nighttime or just use it as a cleanser at nighttime um or use it twice a week four or three times a week as a mask if you like masking during the week um or just do it on the weekends sometimes women love to get their either boyfriends or their husbands to mask. And my ha husband will mask two or three times a week. If he could do it every day, he would definitely mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> so. This is amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm ready to like go out and try everything, of course, because I've never done any cosmetic enhancements and I'm sort of a, just for myself, you know, afraid. Please. Yes. So, so you need seven. Super 7. I think I yes. need Super 7, yes. That's the hero. <laughs> that is the hero. Oh, my goodness. Right. We all need Super 7. There's going to be yes. an increase in sales of Super 7. I love it. I love podcast. it. So, it, it your skin will be glowing. Your skin will be so glowing. And, you know, I can always tell when people have been using immunology because their skin just glows. And it's so interesting because if you, if you don't do it and you just, like, take a little bit a day, like I always say, if you don't use it, you can't see it, right? You're not right. going to see that. So, but when you do people, it's like, it's just, it's magic. I mean, that's what people say is, oh, immunology is like magic to my skin. Oh, well, when we meet, when I'm next in New York, then you are going to see how glowing I am. I'm going to yeah. take a before and after, but we do have to wrap up. And I, I just want to say a huge thank you for sharing your story today, Karen. And I want to encourage everyone to go to, not that I'm trying to be a commercial, but I love the fact, you know, of what you have created for our skin, which is so vitally important to protect it from all of thank the you. bad things out there. So. Thank you. And if I could just finish and let you know, too, when you're in New York, we are just going to be doing the my signature facial at Saks Fifth Avenue at the Salon Project. So anyone who happens to be in the area um, you should look that up. It'll be starting in September. Um, you can actually go in there or the Saks in Huntington, uh, Long Island, or the Saks down in Boca. That will all be starting uh, mid-September. So my signature facial with the products is just so delightful and so delicious. 
Well, we're out, I'm out in San Francisco, so let's get that sax on board soon, okay? <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Karen, and uh, thank, thank you for sharing your vital, glowing, healthy skin tips with us, and I hope that we all look as great as you. <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, and I look forward to meeting you at a Three Tomatoes event sometime soon. Perfect.